Welcome to Talking Pictures Trivia, the podcast in which a group of geographically challenged friends explore movies through trivia as an excuse to keep their friendships alive. I'm one of these friends and today's host, Nick, and with me is... Um, Kevin. And Pat. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're taking a break from our regular schedule for a format we like to call Talking Trivia Trivia. There will be three rounds of three questions with each question worth one point. You can lose a point if you get the answer wrong, but I'll give you three to start. Whoever has the most points at the end of round three will be in the hot seat and ask the final question. That person can wager any amount of accumulated points on getting the question right, while the remaining contestants can do the same betting for or against a correct answer. Points will be added or subtracted accordingly and we'll have our winner. Good luck to all. It's time for round one. In round one, all questions will be related to Pirates of the Caribbean or Pirates of the Caribbean, if you prefer. Is it? Is this any, like the first one or all of them? This is- Because if it's the first the one, first I'm, I'm okay. If it's the no, last you're one, good. I'm, I'm okay, no, okay. No, okay. This, okay. This is the first movie. So okay. we'll be okay. They lost me about halfway through the second one, to be honest. I don't even know which one is which, so it's, it's all good, yeah. I've only seen the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, one of the prerequisites is that everyone had at least seen this film. There was I'm not a lying, I didn't even know there was a fourth, but okay. I, I, I'm kidding, I haven't. I, there seriously <laughs> could be a fourth for all I know. Yeah, I think, I there think is. there's five, I believe. Mm. Oh God, okay, sorry, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all three hours long. It's time for question one. The pirate's code is actually more of a what? Pat. Uh, it's more of a guideline? More of a guideline? That is exactly yes. the quote. Yes. So the first point will go to Pat. I do want to be clear. I have not seen this movie in 10 years. I'm pretty sure I saw it on. I, this was an airplane movie. I think this was definitely. I saw it. I remember seeing it in the theaters once and i think it was an airplane movie that sounds about right <laughs> i don't know when I'm, i think i saw it in college so 2004 i think was i think i saw it but i don't remember it was i have a vague memory of being mm. very very far into a very long flight to hong kong <laughs> and, being out no. and, and having watched the entirety of the lord of the rings and still having four hours <laughs> oh I think my gosh hmm. i have a distinct memory of putting it in a red envelope and dropping it in a mailbox so mm. wow <laughs> old school oh. netflix yeah it's time for question two how many times will Elizabeth have to ask Will Turner not to call her Miss Swan? Tom. I'm gonna go with rule of three. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. <laughs> Pat. I was gonna go with something like three more times. Yeah, that's not, that's not right. Sorry, I don't know, I don't know. Kevin. Uh, I, I think the line was something like um, at least one more time or one more time. Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> Somewhere in that, uh, at least once more, Miss Swan. So the point will go to Kevin. I still don't get the joke. 
because he has to keep being reminded. I think because he's so he's so proper. Now I remember this. He's so he's so proper, and it's like how many times do I have to say, oh, "Stop calling me that." It's at least at least once more on this one. Yeah. Um, I I mean I thought it was something like with marriage, like and then he's going to propose and then he could call her. No, I think she wants him to call him Elizabeth, and and she says, yeah. "No, I can't." Yeah. Okay. I thought like, I thought I it was just. I thought it was I, just because he was a drunken pirate. <laughs> no, it's the other no, guy. No, he's the it's Orlando the other dude. Bloom. It's Orlando Bloom. Oh, Will Turner. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, because it, it gives me the impression that it, it's something thinking. like I'm going to propose, so I'm gonna, just going to call you this one more time, and then now that we're engaged, I can call you, you know, Betty or whatever. Uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yes, yeah. he is so proper. <laughs> but Betty works too. I mean, you can call me Al if you want. <laughs> it's time for question three. Three times during the movie, we hear the song from the ride, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. Name one of these three times. Tom. I'm going to say when they first go on the, the Black Pearl and everybody is a ghost. I do not have that one. Um, the next to buzz in is Kevin. Uh, I, I'm going to say when they show up to the, to the secret island where they have to uh, give all the gold back. I do not have Secret Island giving gold back. On I don't my even remember list. that scene. <laughs> well, that's like the I whole movie. That's the whole right? movie, bro. <laughs> oh, that's where they, like, the, the, the blood has to go into the chest, right? Yeah. All oh, the okay. gold has to go back, and then uh, blood of Bootstrap Bill has to go on the money or whatever. And they can... I will give them serious it. credit because I remember having a discussion with friends leaving the movie theater after seeing that one and going... So isn't Bootstrap Bill just stuck to a cannon at the bottom of the ocean at this point? Like <laughs> he's just been stuck there because he's immortal. And they brought it back in the next movie. They did at least acknowledge their massive, massive plot hole. <laughs> Wait, we gotta finish the question. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I have no idea what the answer is. That's why I, that was my answer. I was gonna say, I, I thought all of them had to be present at the ceremony. No, just their blood had to be thrown into the thing. The they just ghost? needed it the ghost's blood yeah each each person had to return the, the, all the gold and each person who'd stolen the gold had to give some of their blood but they'd thrown bootstrap bill into the ocean so right. they're like shoot we can't get his blood back and then they find right. out that he has a child so they have to get his child because his child has his blood so so i'm good with all that i think had all of the pirates given their blood back when back when they yes. still had blood? Is that yes? Is that no, the they they had because they're not ghosts. They're, they're not ghosts. They're only ghosts in the moonlight. They're humans in the in the regular light. So they can give their they can give their blood as long as they're not in the moonlight. So, so they go to that that little uh, alcove there in yeah. In, they'd in all daylight. they'd all donated their blood beforehand, and now. Okay, and, I think and now, I think we're getting really they... deep into plot with people who haven't seen this movie in a decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta move on. <laughs> Moving on, I don't know the answer. Move the on. answers <laughs> were during the prologue, Elizabeth Swan sings it. When Jack and Elizabeth are marooned on an island, they sing it while dancing around a fire, and Jack starts to hum it at the end of the movie before steering the Black Pearl. At the end of round one. Pat and Kevin are tied at four points apiece, and Tom is still in positive territory with one point. It's time for round two. 
round two, all questions will be regarding 1993's Groundhog Day. All right. Yeah, I know this one. This one I know. This one I know. This is one that I want to do on one of our regular episodes too. Most likely sometime around a future Groundhog Day. It's time for question one. In what city does Groundhog Day take place? Oh, looks like Kevin buzzed in. Punxsutawney. Where is Punxsutawney? Uh, I believe it's in Pennsylvania. You are correct. So Kevin will get the point there. It's time for question two. In what city does Groundhog Day take place? Kevin with a quick buzz in. Uh, Some of it takes place in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I think this is a KJ joke. (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, No points. Um, I believe, Pat, you are next to buzz in. Yeah. Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Uh, I got a a KJ very funny. mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just going to send a boo out into the ether and hope KJ Mm -hmm. receives it. (laughs) I thought Punxsutawney was in Indiana. Really? (laughs) (laughs) thought the movie took place in chicago and he goes to indiana nope (laughs) pick a major metropolis and then pick another smaller city away from that that no one knows (laughs) it's time for question three what is ned ryerson's profession I believe Pat is all over this one. He's an insurance salesman. I'm in insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is an insurance salesman. At the end of round two, Pat has six, Kevin has four, and Tom still remains in positive territory with one point. It's time for round three. In round three, we will be discussing questions related to 2001's The Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, All right. I, I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you definitely saw it. Again, the survey, you filled mm-hmm. it out. <laughs> Tom, I'm pretty, I, 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 and I don't know if this is, I'm pretty sure we made you watch this one in college. Did you? Because, <laughs> no, because there was, because one of our professors hated this movie. And we had this, we had this idea of like, no, it's modern check off, man. I'm pretty, I have a vague memory of sitting you down and be like, you have to watch it. It's great. Um, I don't think it's modern check off to be fair, but I'm pretty sure that we made you you watch it. I, I feel like I've seen it just because I've seen so many Halloween costumes that are drawn from that movie that I, I feel like I've lived in it at, at certain points. But. Because you can just wear a tracksuit. And- <laughs> and, <yeah. laughs> it's very easy to go into yeah, your closet. Striped shirt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will say this is one that a lot of people like more than I do. I, I enjoyed watching it. I, I watched it once, but I think there's a lot of 
Wes Anderson fans out there. And I'm not saying I, I, I'm not one of them. I've seen uh, uh, quite a few of his works, but it's not one that I have to watch on a regular basis. I'm happy I saw it and then I'm good. <laughs> it's time for question one. What piece of anatomy is Margot Tenenbaum played by Gwyneth Paltrow missing? <laughs> Pat looks like he buzzed in. She's missing a finger. Yes, she is. Yeah, the dude, the dude with the axe chops it off. I remember that. Yeah, her biological father, I think. Oh, it's a biological, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not just any dude with an axe. <laughs> just some dude with an axe was like, that's that's my favorite. Oh, <laughs> so that's... This, is, this is my adopted daughter, Margo. <laughs> I love that he introduces <laughs> her every time that way. <laughs> That's right. And she like kind of no Hotel New Hampshire's it, right? With like the brother? No, she does uh the the from the fabulous files of whatever it is, the one where they live inside the Museum of Natural History. Isn't that one? No, no, no. Doesn't she like have a romance with the brother in the movie? The Margot character. Oh yeah, I, yeah. She ends yeah. up with uh Luke okay. Wilson, who is Okay, then her I did brother. see this movie, yeah. <laughs> and it's super confusing because you know Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson are brothers, but they're one of the only characters who are not actually related yeah, to each exactly. other. It's time for question two. What song plays when Royal Tenenbaum, played by Gene Hackman, takes his grandsons out for a fun day? Anybody? Uh, anyone? Is it the clash? Back. Is it the clash in there? It's Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. <laughs> there are people it's, speaking, it's but no Wu-Tang one actually buzzed Clan in. in you might as well pick Leonard Cohen because Shrek came out then, <laughs> and that had Leonard Cohen. So why not mm. Leonard Cohen? I yeah, sure. Oh, that was that okay. was uh, Rufus Wainwright and the Shrek one though. <laughs> After a lot of friendly banter about possible songs, no one buzzed in, so no one will receive the points on this question. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the answer, and I think you're gonna recognize it. Paul Simon's Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard. The lyrics prominently display the name <laughs> throughout the song. I thought, I thought it was yeah. The Clash. I thought it was The Clash. Nope. <laughs> okay. This is sounding vaguely familiar now. I feel like I, I, feel like I heard this maybe about a half hour ago. <laughs> it's time for question three. How does Richie, played by Luke Wilson, Make a living before the movie starts. Kevin buzzed in. Uh, Richie was a tennis pro, I believe. He is a tennis pro. Okay. Right. Who's Richie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke Wilson is Richie. Oh, Wait, okay. the question was, how does Richie play by Luke Wilson, just for the record? <laughs> I was trying to think, I was thinking of Pagoda, the other, I was thinking of Pagoda, the one who's in Now I was like, I was gonna be like, he's an assassin? <laughs> I kept on thinking that was Abe Vigoda, by the way. I it was just like, you know, one of those things where the, the character's name is the actor's name. Yeah. After three rounds of fierce competition, Pat is in the lead with seven points, followed by Kevin with five and Tom with one. The movies we discussed were Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean, 
Groundhog Day and the Royal Tenenbaums. Pat, as you are in the hot seat, which one of these movies would you like a question on to wrap up the episode? I think I did best with Pirates. I don't even know. I, Pirates of the Caribbean. I think I did well with that one. I'm going to go with Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. How many points are you willing to wager? Three. 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 Kevin and Tom, how many would you like to wager for or against him getting this question right? Uh, I will I will bet against for one. Uh, bet Thanks, on my Tom. Points. Thanks, yeah. Tom. Oh, no, no. Oh, I can bet. No, that doesn't benefit me. You can bet one or zero. <laughs> well, I mean, you might I, as well bet that I get it wrong. What's the point of betting I get it right? Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, so I'll bet, bet he gets it wrong. One. Can I do fractions? Nope. No. One against. Hmm. Kevin? Can we do endlessly repeating decimal numbers? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll bet it all that he gets it right. Oh. Oh. I don't know what the Five point. points that it's well, correct. Then, well, then I should just get this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely accurate. Yeah, I wanted to see if you were going to catch on to that. Yeah, okay. I got that. It's time for the hot seat question. What does Will Turner use to break Captain Jack Sparrow out of prison? Well, to be fair, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> this isn't I even I don't intentionally getting it wrong. It. No, because I kind of want to think. Because I, you know, you know, this is fair. See, these, <laughs> the point, see, the thing is, if we we should we should have like a hidden Google Doc, or we could enter them, and no one knows what the other wages are, because then I might get it right. Um, oh, like Jeopardy style, where you reveal your wager after. Yeah, you reveal it uh, afterwards after as to whether I bet mm-hmm. against it or for it, and then I could have gotten because that would be hilarious if I got this. Question. But you know what, Pat? That wouldn't be the hot seat. Um. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea what he used to break him out of. Well, it, he, wears it, he wears a dress and brings a wedding cake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is one of those rare occurrences by not knowing something, you win! <laughs> Yay! So, uh, <laughs> what is it? The answer is the right amount of leverage and the proper application of strength. You can thank KJ for this wonderful hot seat question. <laughs> so a it. lever? No, it's a dialogue that it's dialogue. How did he break him out with the right amount of leverage and the proper application of strength? I like a dress and a wedding cake. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he like get the dog to bring the key or something like that? Isn't that? It sounds very levery. Yeah. Like he jumps on a sword, maybe. I also remember like the the wall like blowing apart or something. But the actual it? reason doesn't matter. We just he just wanted to get that dialogue in. <laughs> I have a vague I, I have a vague memory of him taking a beam and and shoving it under a door and pushing on it. But oh, you know what? You're right. He he tries to get the dog because he has the he has like a bone on a string and he tries to get the dog who has the key. Yeah, yeah. And he tries to get him, but the dog runs away. And then Orlando Bloom shows up with a beam and he puts it underneath the thing and he pops it up. Okay. I would not have got this movie really, really well there, Pat. The memories come back. The memories (laughs) come back. Despite my, despite the beers consumed, the the memories come back. I'd like to once again, congratulate our winner of the week, Pat. 
You really won this one. I mean, (laughs) thoroughly. (laughs) Real this time. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Okay. In addition to our website, TalkingPicturesTrivia.com, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts as well as our YouTube channel. We are extremely grateful for any positive reviews as those help others like you find us. If you like what you hear, remember to like and subscribe to our show. Do you have a related trivia question to stump us? Let's continue the conversation on Twitter at Talking Studios. Have additional thoughts? Email us at TalkingPicturesTrivia at gmail.com or give us a call at 201-467-8679 for a chance to be featured on one of our future From the Listeners episodes. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, I live in a log cabin in the woods. I don't have any social media connections. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I, I, live in, I live in Queens, New York, and I can barely leave my apartment. So, I, I, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> well, Thanks for having me on, Nick. Um, you don't have to say the thanks. <laughs> I live, You're on a lot. <laughs> I live alone in the woods. Um, it's not a cabin, but you can find me on Twitter at ThomasLayman15. I can also be found on Twitter at the nicknamed. Join us next time when we'll discuss Tom's suggestion from Japan in 2011 from Up on Poppy Hill. Stay tuned for our first impressions of the film. So, so full disclosure for our audience, um, this is a KJ movie, uh, and I, I graciously, because I'm a wonderful person, stepped up and, and decided to take over the, the questioning. And we paired this with Grave of the Fireflies, a very early, I think the second Studio Ghibli film. And this is very much a later film, both not what you would call conventional Studio Ghibli films. And I wasn't a big fan of Grave of the Fireflies. I, you know, didn't think it was, I think it's a little sappy or whatnot. This movie I saw in tandem with that. And I saw it on my computer in my house, as usual, eating fish and um, shrimp this time. I had like an extra large shrimp cocktail. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I, I really, it took me a while, it took me two viewings, but in the second viewing, I began to see the details that I really liked. And I'm not a Studio Ghibli person. I haven't really seen anything from them. So I watched Spirited Away after to to be prepared for you fine folks listening at home. Um, And I was shocked by how different the house style, the Ghibli house style is from Up on Poppy Hill. Um, Even it's very different from um, Grave of the Fireflies or Spirit of the Fireflies. I don't remember the the translation at this point. it's a it's a very kind of sweet small movie that um, yeah that I was I was very surprised by Spirited Away of how different it was. How about you guys? Where 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 did you see it? Were you surprised or perfectly comforted? So I saw it. This was the first time I'd ever watched it. Was in preparation for this podcast, um, and I was actually surprised that KJ was not on this episode because as soon as I saw the selection i thought oh it was a kj movie um and then i I thought oh there must just be some kind of crossover between kj and tom Mm -hmm. uh, and this just happened to be yours 
but um, I, I enjoyed the movie, I must say. Um, I, it's not necessarily within my typical, I don't know, viewing spectrum. Um, the one thing that did catch me, uh, I guess most pleasantly, I'll say, was the soundtrack. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the musical score to this movie, actually, to the point where I kind of found myself, you know, even if I, I, did, I didn't watch it with subtitles, I watched the actual English language version. I thought that might make it easier to kind of try and enjoy the movie without trying to read at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I did, it also made it a little easier to listen um, since I wasn't trying to pay too much attention to uh, figuring out what the characters were saying. So um, I would have to say that was the most pleasant, I think, surprise to me was how much I enjoyed the score to this movie. I did watch the subtitle version and that's always a challenge because then I have to be like hyper-focused on what's going on. What I will say is this movie never would have been on my radar, period. No familiarity with the studio or anything. And, and again, this totally was a KJ pick that Tom has uh, adopted. <laughs> so he, he'll be guiding us through this one. What I will say is for the first half of the movie, I was trying to figure out why we were watching this film. And again, this isn't a crack at the film. I just, just I, I didn't know what the motivation was. Then we got to halfway through, there was a little tension with our main character and a potential love interest, which actually caught my interest a little bit more. Um, I don't know if that was even really the main purpose of this film or just something added in, but it did work. And funny, Mahoney, you're talking about the music. I actually thought for a Japanese film, I thought some of the score was either like very Western or even European. Like there was a weird vibe with the music. It didn't necessarily resonate with me with what I've known from specific movies I've seen in the past with uh, Japanese cartoons, but uh, it did it did jump out at me a little bit too. So that's all I really had to say about this one. It's not one that I would really look to watch again, but uh, yeah, it's a movie. After three rounds of fierce competition, Pat is in the lead with seven points, followed by Kevin with five and Tom with one. The movies we discussed were Royal Tenenbaums, Toy Story. Sorry, that's next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Your Toy Story? Let me get back my composure. <laughs>